guys, and welcome back to another episode of Caitlin Cracks the Code. I am your host, Caitlin Anderson, and on my podcast, I like to find the top leaders, top performers, or someone who's just done something really cool in their life, and I will ask them one question, just one, after researching their life and gathering all the information that I need to come up with one thought-provoking question that's going to give you access into their brain that you won't be able to find anywhere else. My hopes with this podcast is that the guests that I bring on will encourage and inspire you in some way to become the best version of yourself. Every single person that you meet in life is going to know at least one thing that you don't. So yes, I do have some really cool people on here that are not always accessible to everyone, But I challenge you just in your day-to-day life, when you're out and about, if you're at the gym, if you're at work, if you're just passing by a stranger, strike up a conversation more often and you never know what you could learn from them. Everyone has a story. Everyone's been through things that have taught them different lessons. And just by putting yourself out there and making conversation, you never know what could come of it and how it could have a big impact on your life. When I started this podcast, I knew that there were some very big influential people that I would love to talk to, but I just didn't know how I was going to get them on here. And I knew that somehow I would figure it out. And today is one of those people that I am just so honored to have been able to speak with and hear her story. My guest today is Dr. Edith Eager, who is one of the last remaining Holocaust survivors. She made it through Auschwitz, and she is now a psychologist. She's been on Oprah, and Oprah herself said that she will forever be changed by Dr. Edith Eager's story. A few years ago, I heard Edith on a podcast, and I was just captivated by her story of when she was only 16 and taken to Auschwitz with her family. Little did I know that a year later, I would be talking to her myself. Just talking with her through Zoom, I could feel her presence, and it was just so nice and calming. You can tell how sweet she is just over Zoom. Her outlook on life is so amazing, and her personality just draws you in. She's about to be 95 next month, and you would never guess it. She looks so good. Since I asked my guest only one big question after researching their life and coming up with what I think would bring the most value to everyone listening, I'd like to do a deep dive into her whole story with you guys of who Edith is, how she grew up, how she was captured, and how she survived the horrible death camp known as Auschwitz. Edith Eager was just a teenager in 1944 when the Nazis came knocking on her door. She was only 16 when she entered Auschwitz and then 17 when she got out. The Nazis captured her parents and her sister and sent them on the train to go to Auschwitz. So when they arrive, the Nazis will separate everyone by either going to the left or to the right. They do this based on who they think is worth keeping around. So usually the older people would be sent to the left to go into the gas chambers, while the younger people would be sent to the right because they were able to work hard and because they were young and stronger. So Edith's parents were sent to the left and something that I heard Dr. Edith say on a podcast was that she has never forgiven herself because her mom was standing there with her And one of the Nazis asked her, is this your mom or is this your sister? And Edith didn't know why they were asking her that. So she said, this is my mom. 
and the Nazi told her, okay, she needs to go to the left. So Edith thinks that if she had said it was her sister, she would have been sent to the right with her because she was younger and the Nazis would probably think that she'd be able to put in more work and value into the camp. So her parents were sent to the left and that was immediately upon arrival to Auschwitz and they were both sent to the gas chambers. One of the Nazis had told Dr. Edith when Edith asked where her mom was or she asked when will she see her mom again he told her that oh you'll see her soon she's just going to take a shower and then shortly after that Edith asked a lady when she'd see her mother again and the lady pointed to this chimney where this fire was coming out and she said that your mother is burning there and you better talk about her in past tense obviously this was heartbreaking to hear at just 16 years old Knowing that both of your parents were just sent to gas chambers, I cannot even imagine. And Magda, who is Edith's sister, was right next to her and heard the lady say that. So she hugged her and she told Edith, the spirit never dies. And that's something that really got Dr. Edith through Auschwitz, is that she always heard her mom and her sister saying that the spirit never dies. And Magda would tell Edith often that they can't murder your spirit. I think Edith's sister Magda is also such an angel because she would always see the good in everything. Edith said that when they entered Auschwitz that they were stripped of all their clothes and shaven. So yes, this means all the girl's hair was shaven off and Magda was someone who took a lot of pride in her looks. She had long, beautiful hair. So when they shaved off all of her hair, she asked Edith how she looked. And Edith told her that she had beautiful eyes and she never noticed before and couldn't see them because her hair was always there. So you can tell that these two sisters found the good in things and didn't dwell on the bad but focused on the good, which is such a great lesson for all of us. Now after Magda and Edith had entered Auschwitz and they were shaven and stripped of all their clothes and got accustomed to this camp, or as Edith called it, hell on earth, just hours after this, Dr. Edith was forced to dance for this Nazi known as the Angel of Death. He was Officer Dr. Joseph Mengele. He had heard that Edith was a ballerina and a gymnast, so he made her dance for him that night. And she had to do this or else she would have been killed. So Edith said what got her through that is that she pictured that she was dancing at the Opera House so she went into her imagination, she closed her eyes, and she was not in Auschwitz anymore. So after she danced for this officer, he rewarded her with some bread. And this is actually an amazing story about what Edith does with this bread. She ends up sharing it with these other girls in the camp who later end up saving her life. So we will talk about that act of kindness in a minute. Um, but I want to get on with the rest of her story first. Edith explains her experience at Auschwitz as hell on earth, but also her best classroom. She said that she realized the most damaging prison there is, is in our mind. So she means that we hold the key to freedom, which is the power to choose, the power of choice. She said that she prayed for the guards because they were taught to hate and she called them the real true prisoners there because they were imprisoned in their mind. To be in Auschwitz and to have compassion and feel sorry for the guards there, 
that is something that we can all take a lesson from. I'm sure everyone has heard the saying, hurt people hurt people. And I believe this to be so true. The way that you act towards someone else just shows what's going on in your own mind. And Edith could see that at such a young age that these Nazis were taught to hate. They didn't come into the world hating people and hating Jews. Edith says that we have a choice of how we react and respond to every situation and that you're not a victim. I love this quote that she says. She says that it was hell and yet they could not murder my spirit. That is something that was a reoccurring theme when studying her life that I kept seeing come up is that she would always say that they can't murder her spirit. I believe that Edith lived a lot in her imagination and that is what helped her get through Auschwitz. She pictured herself in different places and she always looked forward to tomorrow and the possibilities to come. I'm sure she pictured getting out of there and escaping one day. And that's also something we can take away because right now, if you're in a position, if you're at a job, if you're at a point in your life where you don't have a lot of money, anything that's going on right now that you don't like, always cling to hope that there's going to be something better coming for you in the future. Use your imagination, visualize what you want and where you'll be one day. If Edith can do it in Auschwitz, we can all do it in our daily lives. Edith is the best example of a quote I always say and that I've really practiced the past couple years and that's to control the controllables. There's so much in Auschwitz that Edith couldn't control, down to her meals and get food. She didn't know when the next piece of food was coming. But what she couldn't control is what went on in her mind and what she thought about and what she visualized in her imagination. When you control what you can, it's so freeing to let go of all of that other stress that you can't control. Focus on what you can do right now to try and achieve your goals because later on down the line, the results are gonna take care of themselves. What's meant to happen will happen. All you can do is focus on how you plan to get there and the actions you're taking. Now, I do wanna share that story about the bread and how that saved her life that I mentioned earlier. So on that first night that she got there in Auschwitz and she danced for that Nazi officer who rewarded her with some bread, she did share it with those girls who months and months later, when they were on the death march and Edith was exhausted and her back was actually broken, she actually was going to quit and stop walking and die and she knew that she just couldn't go on any longer in March. The two girls that she had shared the bread with formed a chair with their arms and their hands and carried her. And I have chills right now just talking about it because it shows how just one small act of kindness can actually change your life. And in Edith's case, it saved her life. So I thought that was such an incredible story. She shares that in the book and she is sending me her book, The Choice, which I am so excited to read. I will link both of her books, The Choice and The Gift in the show notes if you're interested in reading more about Edith. And now to the good part, on May 4th, 1945, Close to one year after being imprisoned, an American soldier discovered Edith on a heap of dead bodies. When he found her, she had a broken back, five kinds of typhoid fever, pneumonia, and pleurisy. So at this time, she was 17, and she had survived Auschwitz and was rescued by this American soldier. 
Edith is truly such an incredible person with the most amazing story and for her to share what she went through with the world is so honorable and I look up to her so much. She said for a long time she couldn't talk about it, which I can imagine not a lot of people would be able to talk about that stuff, but in her later life she's been able to write books and even go on Oprah and go on podcast and talk about what she learned in Auschwitz and how she used it as an opportunity to grow and to succeed later on. Two life lessons that I want to quickly mention before we get into my interview with Dr. Edith. She says, we can't control what's happening, but we can choose how we respond to it. The second one is don't dwell on what you could have done or should have done. Live in the present. It's what now, not why me. These are both such good lessons, especially that second one. Don't cling to anything that you've done in the past because that's such a necessary stress. You cannot change anything from the past, so why dwell on it? You can only live in the here and now and focus on what's next and how you're going to become better. So that is the full background that I wanted to give you guys on Dr. Edith Eager. And after hearing all that, I would love to know what the one question you would ask Dr. Edith if you got the chance to sit down with her. We're about to see which one I came up with, but I would love to hear yours. So let me know on Instagram at KCTCPod. And now let's get into my interview with Dr. Edith Eager. Let's get cracking. Dr. Edith Eager, you experienced what you would call hell when you were sent to the death camp with your family. Can you take us back to that period of your life and talk about the extreme hardships that you faced in Auschwitz and then how you use those hardships as an opportunity to grow and succeed? Thank you very much. And uh, Auschwitz... uh... I had to do everything with the unexpected and the unanticipated. And so I like to really compare it with what goes on now so people can uh, recognize that suffering makes you stronger and um, that we don't have time to complain. We don't have to like the situation, what's going on, but there is always hope in hopelessness. And Auschwitz was a classroom, and uh, the curriculum was how to really not allow the enemy to get to you. Even though they told you you're never going to get out of here alive, that you're cancer to society, and I took your blood many, many times, and here I am telling you that they could not ever murder my spirit. So you have a good spirit in Texas. I know the people are kind. I've been very much associated with a cancer hospital and uh, going there and lecturing to the people who are receiving chemo. While they're receiving the chemo, I talk to them. And it's very healing for people to acknowledge that your self-dialogue can change your whole attitude, how you look at illness as maybe an opportunity for growth.
as you can now see, Edith is such a wonderful example of how we can take all of the bad stuff that's happened in our lives and learn from it, grow from it, and use it to succeed and take lessons from all of the pain. But for her to be able to do that after going through this death camp is actually so astonishing to me because I don't know a lot of people who would be able to do what she does. She is such an inspiration and something else that I really took from her is that you can't dwell on the past. And I'm not saying never feel sorry for yourself. You should feel your emotions, sit in it, feel it, but then you need to move on because just dwelling on it is going to hinder you from ever moving forward and progressing. Taking everything that you regret and that's gone wrong in your life and turning it into a lesson that's going to make you a better person, that's what we can all strive to do and something that I hope you took away from Dr. Edith. Every time you find someone who's trying to bring you down and get under your skin, just remember what she says about how they cannot murder your spirit. Nobody can murder your spirit but yourself. When you create a great place to live in your own mind, then everywhere you go, you're going to feel that joy, no matter who you're around, no matter where you are, and no matter how anything is going. It's such a beautiful lesson from Dr. Edith and something that I hope that everyone took away today. It's something that I took away from her and that I will carry on through the rest of my life. I mentioned earlier that she does have two books, The Gift and The Choice. If you wanna purchase these books, they will both be linked in the show notes. I hope you guys really enjoyed my conversation with Dr. Edith Eager today. Follow Caitlin Cracks the Code on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok at KCTCPod. Anybody that you'd like for me to talk to, if you have any recommendations or people you want to hear from, shoot me a DM on there and I would love to hear from you. I'm excited for all of my upcoming guests and where the podcast is headed. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you guys next Monday.